You're listening to Ari Snapshots. Each fortnight we chat about the science behind the weeds, tackling herbicide resistance and bringing you the latest information with experts in the field. For this week's Ari Snapshots, we're chatting with Michelle Owen. She's an Ari researcher and she's just released some of her results at Perth Crop Updates and Corrigan on her weed resistance survey. How are you going, Michelle? Good, thanks, Jess. Now, this is a long-running project for you. You've been doing it for a number of years. Can you just give us, firstly, a bit of an overview of what the project involves? Okay, so these are the resistance surveys, which are conducted at harvest time. We survey every five years. So we've been, the first survey was done in 98 and then in 2003. And then from 2010 and 2015, we've increased the target weed species. So uh, we've, we do it at harvesting crop and we're targeting annual ryegrass, brome grass, wild radish, barley grass and wild oat. Yeah, right. And so what was the general results that you found from this current survey that you've just started to talk about? Okay, so we've just completed the testing for ryegrass and wild radish and some of the brome grass. We've seen, as we expected for ryegrass, resistance levels have increased a little bit, but not significantly. So they've sort of plateaued a bit, but we have seen some changes in where we're seeing resistance appearing, particularly for glyphosate. Yeah, so what are some of those areas that surprised you? So in 2010, glyphosate resistance, we found it in surveys along the south coast region between Albany and Esperance. But in 2015, we saw a similar number of populations with resistance, but we're seeing it showing up in other areas of the wheat belt, particularly in the northern ag region and in an area where um, WA's first glyphosate-resistant population was documented back in 2003. We've seen three or four paddocks with resistance around the area that are showing up in our random surveys. Oh, okay, interesting. And what are some of the other results that uh, were significant in your in your analysis so far, I suppose? Okay, so um, we for the first time we tested for the new newer pre-emergent herbicides, Boxagold and Sakura. We haven't found any resistance to secure at this stage, but we have seen some resistance to boxagold. So a small um, number of populations have a small number of plants surviving. We're still doing some work with these populations. So I suppose for agronomists and farmers out there, what would your advice, I suppose, or what would your messages be in regards to some of those major herbicides they're using? What did you find and what can you okay, relate so- to? For the major herbicides, well, the, the group A's and B's, we found that resistance is widespread, but there is a lot of variation within paddocks or um, even on farms. So it's really important to know what your actual resistance status is. And particularly with some of the group A's, while dicofot might not be working um, in one paddock, it could still work quite well in another or some of the other fop, alternative FOPs may still work quite well even if dicofot isn't working. Yeah, um, okay. So if you know if you know what, what you're dealing with, then it's a lot easier to find which herbicides might provide some good control. Sure. And I suppose some of the surprising things you found in the survey as well would also reinforce that message that it probably is a really great idea to go out and do resistance testing on off your own back to see if you're dealing with resistance issues. Yeah, I guess, you know, if you suspect a problem, sometimes – if you've got a high level of plant numbers, it doesn't always mean resistance. And even what we know, some farmers have had a paddock that's got a lot of resistance to trifluralin, but 
the neighbouring paddocks that we've actually surveyed in previous surveys, um, we haven't really seen any truffle and resistance. So, and the paddocks are quite close to each other. So, I guess being aware of not reduce or not spreading resistance to other areas of the farm is also important from a management point of view. All right. Well, let's maybe summarise by weed species. So just to give a bit of an overview for people. So what was the main findings for brome grass? For brome grass, what we're seeing is some resistance to the SU herbicide, so about 15% of populations. We're still testing a few of these, but it's similar to 2010 and most of the populations are coming from the northern ag region. We haven't seen resistance to any cross-resistance to the emis or detecting any resistance to glyphosate or paraquas yet. Okay. What about wild radish? Wild radish, as expected, we had lots of resistance to the group B herbicides, the SUs, about 88% of populations. Most of these also had cross-resistance to the EMI herbicides. And we also saw resistance to 2,4-D, diphenhydramine, and some resistance to atrazine, but no resistance to velocity or glyphosate. Silver lining there. <laughs> sort of. Uh, and we have mentioned ryegrass, but just yeah. a brief overview of ryegrass. Okay. So for ryegrass, generally the group A and B herbicides resistance is common and widespread. The glyphosate resistance is, has increased a little bit, but it's showing up in other areas of the state. We'd expect to find more if we did a tailored survey. And some of the other preems, we're starting to see resistance to the newer herbicides. Mm, okay, that's concerning. What about barley grass? Okay, so barley grass, at the moment, we haven't finished the testing for barley grass. We've still got the issues to do and some of the knockdown herbicides. But in 2010, we have seen some resistance to the issues and any herbicides. And we have seen paraquat resistance in the WA wheat belt as well. So... There could be more. Yeah, potentially watch yeah. this space. Yeah. And what about wild oat? Okay, wild oat, we're just getting ready to do the testing for wild oat. So towards the end of the year, we should have the results for that. Okay, so lots of information will be coming out over the course of the year on this particular survey results so far. I suppose then, uh, depending on obviously the weeds that you're dealing with and the herbicides that you're using, that mix and rotate message that we often talk about in RE is really important given some of the resistance has plateaued, but you want to continue to try and ensure that resistance doesn't get worse. Is that a good message that you think would be coming out of the survey so, so far? Uh, yep, yep. And I guess to be able to do that and it helps to know what herbicides are working so that you can get good control by rotating with different herbicides. We did have one field back in 2010 where 50% of the population was resistant to trifluralin and that farmer in that time has introduced box of gold and Sakura into his system. In 2015, that field had around 15, 16% of the population having trifluralin resistance. Wow, a dramatic drop. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. quite. So we're still detecting some trifluralin resistance, but <laughs> yeah, you may be able to control some of the plants that were resistant to trifluralin. Well, that's excellent news. So, yeah, get out there and do some resistance testing and then look at your options for mix and rotate. We've been chatting with Peter Newman and we hopefully we'll be able to uh, shape some of those messages around mix and rotate so they're more specific to the different weed species and herbicides. But obviously, yeah, that's going to be over the course of the year as well when we see more results come out yes. from you. So can you give us a bit of an overview of what's next for you? You obviously still have quite a bit of testing to do and that kind of thing. Yeah. So this year we're hoping to finish off all the um, barley grass and wild oat screening 
and um, we did see a bit of cape weed showing up. So we'll, if we get time this year, we'll test them. Otherwise, that'll be next year. And then we'll put all the data together and um, do some summary data of regions and what's happening between regions and north versus south and get all that out. Yeah, all the information will yeah. be on the website eventually once it's all yes. available. And, yeah, we will keep everyone in the loop on Twitter and through RE Insight and the like and the podcast as well so that you'll know when you can access all the information. Well, thank you so much, Michelle, for giving us a nice overview of your results so far. It's a big job and, uh, yeah, it takes obviously so much of your time to get it all initially tested and then analysed and, yes. yeah, yeah, yep. but really important. Yep, no, but it's good. It's good fun. <laughs> yeah, awesome. <laughs> Planting, so. Thanks, Michelle. Okay, thank you.